Yeah, so do your intro, Joe. Okay. <laughs> and welcome to Savage Beast. Uh, it is a podcast about music. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher. Uh, with me, as always, uh, Paul McLeod. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm on air. Uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to open a beer. And uh, with Paul... Uh, in beautiful Tucson, Arizona, is Alex. So happy to be here. Alex yeah. Alex is a scholar of emo. and he's Since Joe has forgotten Alex's last name, I'll just say Alex Parisi is uh, mm-hmm. his name. I didn't yes. forget it. I just didn't know exactly <laughs> how to pronounce it. Oh, okay. Okay. Parisi. Say, Parisi, it, say yes. it with the most Italian Parisi. Possible. Hey. That's how I say it. <laughs> um, it's a me. Yeah. So Alex is a uh, good friend of mine and a colleague from the years 2009 to 2015. When did you leave Simple Field? Yeah, last year. It was okay. it was actually this date last year when I resigned from Simple View. Yeah, with a Molotov cocktail. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, it was it of, was awesome. Of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, those two. Also emotions and fire. Mm-hmm. Alex, what um, song did you listen to like when you first stepped out of the office and you were free? Oh, probably uh, Thank You by Dido. Just that. <laughs> I just wanted to blow it on some yeah. beatbox and just walk out of there. Just, just saying so long to everyone. Beautiful. It was, it was bittersweet, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, he had no pants on, but it was. It yeah, was I just had to make it, yeah. make it last. Yeah. Right. <laughs> make a statement. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Alex is here this week to talk to us about emo, which is something that Joe and I just found out exists. We had no idea. uh, Yes. Uh, I have never been emo before this moment. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so first, though, we we listened to a track called uh, Reservoir by a band called Warehouse, who... um, are cool i uh i heard this track on the internet and uh whoa yeah i the internet um i love anything that sounds sort of like uh both rock and melodic like that and then has a singer who can both sound like robert smith and like uh a death growling metal band person uh in, in alternate lines so i i really love that track yeah great new track uh good um you know kind uh it's a pop song, but um, one that is uh, extremely dark. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for a song that has clues uh, from other uh, well-known songs kind of built into it. Uh, so this obviously has, um, uh, I guess, a bass riff from the man who sold the world uh, in it. Uh, really? I did not notice that at all. Wow. I, I found it extremely <laughs> obvious. Um, it's kind of like when, uh, you know, it's, uh, War Paint has that song Undertow, and, and like, right. there's that little bit from the chorus that's from uh, Polly. Yeah, I also didn't notice that. From the Nirvana song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul. Uh, to be fair, I've never actually bought Nevermind. Um so even though I've heard it a million times, wow, um, yeah, um, it's weird. I know. Um, yeah. So uh, warehouse. That's from their album that is not out yet. That I'm looking forward to. 
Um, yeah. Um, unlike Frank Ocean's album, which is now out. Yes. Uh, uh, we're not yes. we're not having an emergency Frank Ocean podcast. No, especially because I haven't listened to either the visual or the uh, audio only album. Have you, Joe? I have listened to parts of both. Um, uh, I just listened to the rather sick Andre 3000 verse from Blonde. Ah, yes, he's back on this uh, album. Yeah, and the, he's, he at the end of it, he kind of destroys Drake, uh, which is uh, for not <laughs> yes. writing his own verses. So uh, I am super excited about this. Now. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That's the, the whole song is basically just one and a half minutes of Andre 3000, and then the song ends as it should. Awesome. So is it better, the same as, or worse than Pink Matter? His, his appearance there on um i need to let's go back and listen to pink matter again but okay. i think it's a uh a completely um worthy successor to it worthy nice. follow-up nice um alex do you have frank ocean opinions oh i love frank ocean okay. but I'm, I'm gonna wait to listen to this i see people are going pretty ass nuts on snapchat right now over it nice uh, I'll, I'll just give it a couple months and when it finally gets on spotify i'll, I'll dive into it but ass- yeah not, that's my thing rush. <laughs> ass nuts on snapchat yes. is that your snapchat username ass nuts uh, i should have claimed it when i had the chance it, it, it's a it's a term I'm, I'm trying to use as much as possible it's just great joe should should savage beast be on snapchat are no. we losing out on a sweet demo here well You're missing we, out. we are losing out on a demo but there is very little we could do on snapchat to capture that demo i see they don't see. they don't care what a couple of 30 year olds think about music from the 90s well, I personally volunteer to put your dick pics on Snapchat, so I think that's what you use it for. Oh, I think we would do yeah, well. you can. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I, you follow me, that's what you're going to get. So, <laughs> <laughs> real Parisi at real Parisi Yeah, nice. Dot com. Um, all right. So before we talk about emo, though, uh, uh, Alex has a story to tell about the time he got us kicked out of uh, our company party. Well, I want to say that. I want to I want to back up and okay. say that Paul, uh, uh, you know, Paul and I went to high school together, and Paul is already famous among my friends for an incident in high school where he managed to break uh, a small glass bottle oh, yeah. within <laughs> his shirt uh, at a party. <laughs> Like he wow. had the glass bottle in his shirt. Why? No, no, no. no. And then I he had dropped another half glass a dozen <laughs> glass yes. bottles inside my shirt. <laughs> you kept dropping them Whoa. in, and they broke. Yeah. On camera. So Paul yeah. is famous for breaking <laughs> bottles at parties. You should you should splice in the audio of that uh, video unintentionally though. That, right. That, that's I did not. So we we were just doing a prank video where there were yeah. a bunch of uh, little. <laughs> Half soda size glass bottles. You were intentionally putting yeah. bottles into your shirt. I was intentionally shirt. putting yeah. it in my shirt. And my friend was filming it, and the joke was, oh, he's a bum who steals drinks from parties right. or something. And then one of them exploded inside my shirt. Okay, so right between, what, 2009 since I've known you yeah. and 2015, I, I don't know how many bottles you've broken unintentionally. <laughs> not bottles, glasses. Glasses, yeah, yeah, just like knocking them over. It's not really a party until Paul McLeod knocks something over. That's <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> it's been a while. It's actually been, what, April of 2015 mm-hmm. when the, this incident that we're going to talk about yeah, happened. a year and a half ago. Yes. Uh so it's well, this is a big company 
kind of conference summit that we have every year. Yeah, so like literally uh, 500 of our clients in attendance. Yes. Needless to say, people go ass nuts at yes. this conference, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Not even on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they they end the conference with just a, a year uh, end of the of the conference just bash just uh, open bar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a theme every year. This theme was like uh, carnival, carnival. Yeah. So there was uh, there's foosball tables all over the place. Mm-hmm. You and I were in a, an intense foosball match. Yeah, a two on two foosball. Two match. on two. Yeah, a little bit more intense between you and I. But, more so than the other two people. I think yeah. I was kind of overtaking the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the handles on for my partner. But you lost. Yeah. And you threw your hands in the air and knocked your corona. That's not correct. No? No. I, <laughs> in a fit of frustration, did a thing I do all the time that I would do with my beer bottle right now if it weren't full of beer, mm-hmm. where I just spin bottles and glasses in my hand. Like, I'll do it. Okay, I'll okay. I'll spin anything in my hand. Alex just saw me spin a cup mm-hmm. in my hand. Impressive. Yeah. This time it got away from me. <laughs> yeah. F- fell on the concrete, asphalt outside. And just smashed it. Yeah, smashed. And so, so, like, we're in the middle of a large patio with about 600 people on it when I do this. Yeah. Right. So uh, it falls, and it's like, and, and, I, and I'm just like, it happened. Here we go. Yeah. And I just take my, which is, it, I, I believe I had a Corona. It's always yeah. a Corona. Half- <laughs> You know, I, I didn't even finish it, and I just, you know, I, I just spiked it right on top of yours. So it's like, hey, they're gonna have to clean up glass anyways. Might as well just like throw this down, you know, double down. like just yeah, double down on yeah. it. Yeah, and, and then see, from my perspective, I was crouched to the ground in my failed attempt to catch my bottle on the way down, and before I can even turn around and stand up, yeah. I hear something else explode. Right. So I was. Yeah, jumping on to this, like, you know, inside joke that Paul and I, that I knew from Paul, always breaking bottles. I'd just like, hey, I'm just going to get on it and just break a bottle myself, but just do it like like I'm spiking it like Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. And uh, the moment I do that, it's like the record stops. Like, <laughs> and then I just feel everyone's eyes on me. I've never been more embarrassed in my life. And I just walk, a walk away. I happen to walk towards, like, where the bar was. Yeah. And when, and as soon as you split a hotel employee, we're at a fancy re- resort. Yeah. is like on the scene, like fucking Batman. Uh, he comes to me and he says, that was unnecessary. He's like, yes, it was. And yeah. I just walked away. And he looked super annoyed. And I, w- or maybe it was a different guy, but some the guy I talked to, I was like, he was like looking super mad. And I was like, Hey, my friend is fine. I'm sorry. I'll go talk to him thinking, of course, nobody thinks, I did anything wrong. I merely dropped a bottle by accident yes. while doing something stupid. Yeah. Um, you were with me. Yeah. <laughs> I got out of there pretty quick. Not before I had you know, <coughs> some other employees had some words for me about. Yeah. So your boss showed up to yell at you. Yes. Yeah. She, she didn't yell at me, but she was. Well, to admonish you. I should yeah. Say. Yeah. She had to My say, boss say what she needed to say. And, and, along, and, along with some other like people who were organizing the event who, you know, had a lot at stake on that. I felt like super bad right away. I wrote an email like as I was like walking to my car. It was not even like eight o'clock at that point. We're yeah. not, you know, the party the, had the, just the sun was begun. still out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I got admonished by my boss, but I didn't want to leave because this is actually my favorite day of the year is this party. Yeah. Right. So um, I actually did have to be home early that night. And maybe that was the only way for me to get home really was to just get myself kicked so out. So subconsciously you did it on yes. purpose. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. You asshole. 
No. Um, <laughs> so I got kicked out of the party. Alex voluntarily left the party, and I spent the next two hours drunkenly complaining to higher ups about how I got kicked out of the party for because my friend Alex screwed me over. Right. Um, it doesn't even matter because like two months later, I moved on to another position. Yeah. Not that that event had any, you know. Yeah. No. I, I never had any other incidents leading up to that, but it, it yeah. did put a target on my back. Yeah. And I but could feel it. Definitely smashing a bottle hard on the ground on purpose in the middle of clients <laughs> is not a good career move. No. Is what the moral of the story is. No. Or maybe true. it's the best career what move. Type of, yeah. what, this is a music podcast. What kind of shitty music was playing while this happened? This was all outdoors. I don't think there was oh, any music. Oh, too bad. Well, the cover band didn't start playing yet. Yeah. I, yeah, we for have some a reason, band for some reason, I'm, I'm picturing like, like "Don't Stop Believing" is is being played right now. <laughs> for some reason, I I, I picture like, uh, you know, uh, Santana Smooth playing. <laughs> that would be perfect. Yeah, uh, and then it stops as soon as the yeah. bottle hits, and yeah. Well, it's just that everything else just, goes quiet. You just hear, you know, yeah. Rob Thomas. Or <laughs> I never heard anything from any other clients. I don't. Uh, no, nobody gave a shit. This was just yeah, a few people. It felt like everyone saw it, but more I talk, like I talked to other employees. It's like really that happened. I was just like, yeah, but yeah, it must not have been that big of a no, deal. That's uh, it's a common. It, it's known as the spotlight light effect, where you think that everything you do is totally noticed by other people, and really they're like, I have my own dark Oedipal <laughs> issues I'm working through, and yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Man, that, uh, that cloud of Oedipal issues really helps us <laughs> get through life. All right. Uh, speaking of dark emotional problems, we're going to talk about some emo now. Wait, so can we – let's step oh, yeah. back here. Like yeah. we're – Alex suggested this topic. Did you – Alex, did you suggest this topic because you heard us talking about it? Well, I, I had no idea uh, – you know, a podcast existed with Paul as the host up until <laughs> what a month ago. Yeah, maybe a little bit longer, maybe two months or so. It was the so. night of UFC 200, I think. Yeah, we can we can get the dates <laughs> right. Uh, and I was, I was like, you got to have me on to talk about emo. That's like the really the only thing I'm probably qualified to talk about. <laughs> uh, it's 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 just the it's it's the music that warms my soul. It's the music of my youth. You know, graduating high school, going into college. Uh, if there's anything music related I could talk about, it's really that. Um, obviously, my taste of, I, I hope, matured more. Yeah. But I still go back to it, you know, just like any, any of us do. Um, I mean, surprised, Joe and I'm, I, I'm surprised yeah. I'm on a podcast now talking about that, you know, not, you know, graphic design or, you know, sports uh, uniform design or anything <laughs> else that I'm like so passionately uh, uh, about. But this is something that I, I do have a lot of passion for and I do love. Well, uh, yeah, and Joe and I were interested because neither of us knows what emo is. Um, yeah, I actually yeah. I, I had this disturbing <laughs> incident like maybe about a year ago where I um, got into an argument. I think with my wife actually, not like a real argument, where I was like, um, "Jimmy Eat World is not emo." I was like, "They are not even close to emo. That is not emo <laughs> music." And then I looked it up, and it was like. Jimmy World, an emo band from, you know, and I was like, I was like, oh my God, somehow I have completely misunderstood what, what the term emo means. And I don't know how that happened. um, Other than that, somehow I just kind of transitioned so 
effortless effortlessly from alternative rock to indie rock that I uh-huh. just no stumbled one, upon it. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever like I just never had anyone like you, Alex, to explain to me that the music I was listening to, some of it was emo. Well, is emo really an identifier of the band? Because there's no band who would ever say they're emo. Really? Even the most emo of emo bands. They never say, like, hey, we're an emo band. Chris Caraba denies that he's emo. He, I think he does. Oh, my God. Wow. I, I think he's a guy who's just like, no, I just want to make music that just is – that can't be labeled. Like, uh, if you hear I him in interview, broke classical. You don't right, know. Right, right, right. I just want to make music that just make moves people or whatever. Like, I, I don't care about labels. And it's I, like – I'm free jazz, man. Yeah. I like labels. Yeah. We all do. labels, political labels. Because, <laughs> you know, everyone has, like – nuanced with their beliefs yeah. and with you know their lifestyle but if you just put labels on stuff and it's just like hey if i get to know you oh i could you know if you're you know uh whatever political stance you take whatever religious there's always going to be some nuanced you know your own spin to it so i think it's okay to embrace labels um but i think the emo label in particular is more of a of a label for the fan less so for the musician okay so is right? it is it a genre Yes, I think if you look at the the bands who are, you know, if you go to the website, is this band emo.com, okay? Which Wait, is like the authority does for Does that actually exist? That that actually exists. Wow. wow. There, there, <laughs> there is shit. a there is a council for it where they, you know, a they council? they vote on what <laughs> bands are emo. It's like the emo council. It's like eight and you'll guys be surprised. sitting around with skyliner on yeah. and black nails and then they have like colloquies no on. you see the emo to me the emo that i grew up with like there wasn't that much fashion you know okay. there, there was like you know the dudes had probably you know lego haircuts yeah. you know just like khakis and always converse all stars okay uh, some other band t-shirt um you know I, i've come across some you know the, the term that and this might be an indication of just age mm-hmm. you know I, i'm 31 now i graduated high school in 2003 yeah you know the term Emo wasn't really a term. It was more like, are you a scene kid? Are you part of the scene? Huh. The scene was, you know, for, for Tucson was there was this place, Scrappies, in downtown. You, every weekend. Oh, you Scrappies. Go to show there. I, yeah. I've never, I've oh, never yeah. been to Scrappies. <laughs> uh, no, it was, a, you know, an important uh, you know, venue in Tucson. Um, Where was the, it? I've never even heard this. Place. Okay, so it's on the corner of 6th, um, no, 5th and... Uh, it's right next to that. It's, I think like a hotel is being built on it where it used to be. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's right right in downtown. So it's not there anymore? No, it's not in operation. I think it's uh, the people who operate it. It's under a different name. Um, it, it ceased to exist in, um, or changed, you know, owner hands, uh, you know, probably like 10 years ago or so. Okay. But uh, to be a part of the scene, you know, was to be kind of that, – that was kind of – the emo it, it was like hardcore music punk music you know uh and but but emo spanned all of that and i think there is a sound like a sonic sound that that you can identify emo mm-hmm. with but to me what what uh what identifies an emo band is if the emo kids like them like 100 <laughs> percent across the board okay yeah all emo kids love jimmy world even though they are, you know, in, the, in more of the pop space, mainstream space. Gotcha. I love, you know, they grew up, you know, Mesa, Arizona band, right? I just down the that. street. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> They'd always play in Tucson. You know, there was a big following with them. Gotcha. So, so it's more of like, is, if, if the emo fans love it, 
mm-hmm. than their emo. Okay. Whether well, or not the band likes it. Well, so then I have some... Hmm. We're going to talk about some bands that are definitely emo in a minute. Yeah. So I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to use the litmus test you just gave us, and I'm going to throw some bands at you. Oh, we're doing. Are we doing the rapid fire round? I say let's do that. Yeah. Okay. 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 I got. I've and got you a just big tell us too. You just tell us briefly. Are they emo? Oh, Paul, okay. you're using okay. my list too. Yeah, I've got. I've got all of them. All right. Just, all right. Since we're this is going to supposed to be fast, I'll just do them all. Go for it. All right. Jimmy Eat World. Yes. All right. Weezer. Yes. Wow. Death Cab. Yes. Avril Lavigne. No. Blink-182. No. Uh, Real Estate. No. Smashing Pumpkins. No. Sufjan. No. Frank Ocean. (laughs) No. The Mars Volta. No. Okay. (laughs) Matchbox Matchbox 20. No, no. Come on. (laughs) Okay, do you have any more, Joe? That's all I got. <laughs> no, because I feel like uh, uh, those were all like kind of joking ones. I wish I had more serious <laughs> ones to throw at you. Weezer is the most serious one. But... Weezer is the one that I'm surprised you said yes to. So you would consider them emo? I consider them like the first emo band. Is, okay, you know? okay, so is, like, uh, is this band emo.com says Weezer is not emo? Oh yeah, and, and I'm sure they had a a, a big debate about that. Um, <laughs> Lasted for days. Yeah, a I mean, no, no, there, there, there's some results on there that you'd be surprised to see that are not. Um, but to me, like, okay, growing up in the '90s, I, like my favorite podcast that you guys did was like the the '90s soundtracks. Are okay, weird. okay. Yeah. Um, and I was just like thinking Don't about tell Taylor he'll get a big head anyway. <laughs> yeah, um. yeah. So the uh, I was just thinking about the albums that I had. During the 90s, you know, I had Green Day, I had the Presidents of the United States, Mm -hmm. I had Cake, Smashing Pumpkins. I also had, um, Weezer was one of them too. I think Weezer was like a precursor into my love of just like, you know, what's like the modern emo as you get into the early aughts. Mm -hmm. Um, It it just fits so naturally in that. To me, it, it makes... Yeah, it seems, yeah. it seems like it's emo. Certainly makes sense with like Pinkerton. Like that's a yeah, for sure. Emotional record. Um, all right, so that's that's uh, a brief intro to the concept of emo. Let's listen to some emo, according to one man who is not on the emo <laughs> council of doom. Emo. Um, <laughs> the emo council no. of feelings. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Um, should, I, should I give a little? Yeah, you should. You should just introduce the track. Okay, and we'll play it. All right. So when so, you no, just give us like the name and. Artist. Okay, so this is uh, the artist is Further Seems Forever. The track is New Year's Project off the album The Moon Is Down.
Further Seems Forever song, New Year's Project from The Moon Is Down. I believe this came out in 2001. Okay. So the reason I wanted to lead off with this track in particular, so the history behind this, this, this is actually Chris Caraba of Dashboard Confessional singing okay. on this track. Okay. This album is a, is a cult classic in, in emo albums. One, because uh, Chris Caraba left this band to start Mm -hmm. dashboard confessional and they just fucking exploded yeah which is joe and i said on a previous episode as far as we were concerned dashboard confessional was all of emo yeah yeah so let's talk about dashboard because like dashboard i mean that that is like the pinnacle of like you know commercial success that like an emo artist has has gotten and i you know a a lot of my friends growing up loved it too I, i couldn't like really like Love it, and I think for the reason because it was just it was just him playing acoustic guitar, uh-huh. singing, you know, about. So that hair. was like too emotional. It was yeah. too emotional. I couldn't identify <laughs> yeah. with it. One, I wanted to connect with it, you know, sonically, uh-huh. you know, instrument wise. I, I I still like to rock out, uh-huh. and and like Chris Caraba, like for one, if you just look him up on Google, he's like, you know, this he's your anti-Italian racism, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, he is an Italian dude. <laughs> he's like one of the best looking dudes ever. I mean, he's kind of he like is. he's a little he's short, a, he's, but he's good looking. He's, he's, he's short, but he's covered in tattoos. Got the he's always rocked like this spectacular pompadour. He's actually Alex got Alex is tall, covered in tattoos, Italian. I'm trying to look like Chris Caraba and pompadour. The difference so. between me and Chris Caraba. Chris Caraba is that guy that he's basically that guy that plays guitar at a party. Uh huh. Oh yeah, all the chi- all the chicks. It's just like fuck that guy. Imagine if that guy just made an album, uh-huh. several albums. Yeah, like it's the guy like, you just really want to punch in the face. Right. Party? Yeah. Right. Okay. But he's okay. But Chris Graba is like really talented. Yeah. Amazing voice. Good songwriter. All of that. But he's just playing to hit. He, he's Lucifer. Like if you, <laughs> he goes to shows and it's like a Taylor Swift concert, like early 2003 to 2008 or whatever like it, it's just crazy just the stories i've heard from him playing live so like just so be- why is he so he, sad i don't know if he's sad <laughs> he, 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 he sings he's I, I don't know people are crying like girls like i think for the reason why so many guys liked him too uh was because so many girls also liked him. you know if you were if you were at a chris if you were at a dashboard Concert. Concert. He yeah. can only fuck like 20 of the women. So 80% is, is girls. You can't even hear him sing. It's just the whole crowd is singing. I think his lyrics and his, you know, the way he sings, it's really easy to catch on to it. Like you could, you could probably like remember all the words. So when uh, people bring up dashboard, I always say like, well, have you heard further seems forever? So wait, so I have some, I have some dashboard insight. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I, I have to add this. I've, I've seen dashboard live five times. Have you? Uh, oh, because you saw Weezer. I saw them open tour. for Weezer four times, and I really kind of got into them because I saw them so much, and I believe uh-huh. that my girlfriend at the time liked them. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, like, went to see them. Uh, uh, they're, like, a concert um, in D.C. Um, yeah, so, so tell me. I did have that experience where it was maybe, like, the worst concert I've been to in terms of there were a lot of parts where he just wouldn't sing the second half of a song. It was just everybody in the audience screaming it. And I was like, yes. well, I didn't really come here to see that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I do like his, I like his music, like the acoustic thing. They're, they might be like my, might be my ultimate guilty pleasure band. Like maybe the band that I could 
the worst band that I can defend liking that okay. I like. Hmm. Um, just because I think he's, even though he's so well emo, he is a good <laughs> he's a good songwriter. He's a good singer, and for an, a nineteen year old's brain or like twenty year old's brain, yeah. um, certainly him just uh, whining about how terrible it is that some girl didn't like. I don't know. Yeah. Like it was relentless. Like the amount of songs yeah. that he had about breakup. Yeah. Your relationships. Like, it's like, how many, is this all one girl? Or is, it, or is this just like a serial thing you go through? So, right. I can, so he's male Taylor Swift is what I'm hearing. Here. Yeah. Pretty he much. Seems, he, I would say. He's yeah. also pissed off kind of in his songs a lot. Like he's, he's like sad, but he's also like, he has this air of like, well, fuck you. Like, and, yeah. you know, and, and I, I don't know. It, it was, so it was, easy yeah, to cheer so you're kind of like seems- cheering for him mm-hmm. in a demented way <laughs> so his further seems forever different or was it just his vehicle before he went off and did his own thing i think in further seems forever he was backed by like a really talented rock band mm-hmm. okay guys who are really expressive um i i've seen F- further seems forever um quite a bit live they're really interesting to watch live i haven't seen it with caraba but they they oh they still tour without him well, yeah, every other album that they released has been with a different lead singer. Oh. The, the last guy they got after him was this guy. He kind of had a soulful voice, still kind of emo. Uh, he, he's the guy I, I would see live. Um, the, the, the dudes in the band, one, when you see him live, Caraba, you know, is a skinny, short Italian guy. These other guys are just huge, burly <laughs> guys. It just, it just visually, it looked weird. But they, when they played... They were just, they were just so, like, the guitar players were just so, you know, talented. It was just, like, layered guitars, melodies. The drummer was even uh, left-handed. Mm. So even that looks weird yeah. seeing mm. that live. And, and he was just really expressive when he would, when he would play. And you could kind of hear that uh, with the song. So It honestly that, was, like, almost heavy metal drums, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you, that underneath uh, Caraba's voice, I think that's when, like they complement each other the, the best and mm-hmm. that album in particular every song is like really good uh that's probably not my favorite song on the album but i say i think that's the most emo song on the album okay and the most emo like if i were to pick like one song that's just like that's yeah that's like the bitchiest right <laughs> you know <laughs> like he he's he says you know the lyrics in there um you know, like I'm waiting to give you whatever the world will, will bring. I'll give you my life because I don't own anything. <laughs> is there is there a more emo line than that? And yes, that's actually, I have one I picked out from one of the other songs on this playlist. Okay, but. okay, <laughs> awesome. Okay, well then we'll we'll get there. But yeah, yeah that uh, you know that just like yeah, it was really a shame too when he left the band. He left because he said that you know the other members weren't willing to put in the work. They weren't it, sad enough. Well, who knows? <laughs> but it, it, they were it just in the terms of just like going yeah. on tour. Because when he went on Dashboard, he he just wrote so much music, did so yeah. much touring, and I think they weren't willing to do that, which is a really big shame because they, you know, who knows what could have happened with them. Yeah. But that that album still sits as one of the classics in my opinion. All right. Well, cool. So we've gotten the sort of classic emo Chris Caraba contribution. <laughs> uh, what's next on our playlist here, Joe or, or Alex? Sorry. Uh, yeah, American Football uh, from the album, American Football. And the song I picked was Honestly. All right. Honestly, I can't remember 
American football, an extremely emo name for a band. So emo. Ironic this thing. is the most yeah. emo name. Well, maybe it's we like, might have one. It's like, more, yeah. it's like, well, I'm American, but I'm calling it American football as if I am not really into sports myself because, I don't know, it struck, it struck me as weird. It's the epitome of, like, irony in that yeah. like, the emo kids, you know, of the early arts are now just the hipsters now, and it, it, mm. that's just what it's matured into. Um, so when this song came on the playlist, I was like, okay, I thought emo was just pop punk plus a little sadness, mm -hmm. but this really, and a lot of this playlist sounds a lot more like indie rock than pop punk to me. Music. See, Paul, that I, I, when this song came up for me, I was like, this is what I think of as emo, like this sort okay. of lo-fi, you know, you're recording this in your closet at home, uh, you know, sad poetry. Rock. Okay, because to me this sounds a lot like sort of it almost sounds like Modest Mouse a lot in mm -hmm. the uh, in, in the guitar parts on this song. Um, so I was a little surprised. Uh, I, I realized like okay that makes sense, but that's just not what I was thinking of when I thought of emo before. This is probably the most important e emo album of all really? time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah Pitchfork. So Pitchfork had like it. Definitely agrees that this is emo. Yes, American <laughs> football is emo, and and the the guy who who's singing on there, um, he he's gone on and uh, done his own other project called Owen. His name is Mike Kinsella. He is the king of emo. Oh, really? Opinion. All right, more so than Chris Caraba. Okay. More, you know, not the popularity, mm -hmm. but in terms the true spirit of the it. The true spirit, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. If you listen to Owen, oh, he, Owen is he's still putting out music even to this year. Um, that you know, he he's he holds the crown for that. When when okay. this album got reissued, like Pitchfork went crazy to the extent that I was like, "Is there something wrong with me that I haven't listened to it before?" Because they were okay. acting like it was you know like a classic of rock. When did this come out originally? Nineteen ninety eight. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and it was their only album. Oh wow. So 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 this know, is yeah that makes it as we discussed with bands that die early that makes it extra legendary yes mm -hmm. exactly so yeah so many bands um you know in the years after that reference american football as their inspiration um Got it. you know from bands who are you know all more more heavier mm -hmm. more sad you know wh whatever the, the course but this is this is uh, across the board everyone loved american football re reference them for whatever music they produce and is it still one of your favorite emo oh albums? yeah i, I okay. could still it you know even i i discovered this pretty late i was probably like 2004 when i was yeah you know, rummaging through my friend sean's um you know he he had probably 2000 cds he just always everyone yeah. everyone in your life it, music fans there's someone in your life where you can go to to find new music to me it was sean hunter 
Hope he's listening. But Got it. <laughs> he, I was make like, I was, listen, Alex. yeah, I, I'll make him listen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was at for me, you know, growing up. And so I, I would pick out albums and I was like, what the heck is this American in the album? Like American football is even like cut off. So it's mm-hmm. even more intriguing. Uh, and, it has uh, the most uh, emo album cover ever. Yeah. Where it's like Americ and football. <laughs> and then it's just like yeah, yeah. someone's bedroom window. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I played that and I was just like, what is this? He's like, and, and so I learned more about it. Like, but that was like probably what, seven years after the album came out. Okay. And I think that's how a lot of people discover this album. Guys, you know, I just what? dropped a glass bottle on the floor. Oh. Yeah, we fucking heard that. I wasn't <laughs> surprised it wasn't Paul. <laughs> Alex will now smash a bottle. <laughs> right, <you>. right. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay, so that's American football, and now we know the seminal emo band. Next we have uh, At the Drive-In playing which, Alex? So, yeah, this is uh, – the album is In, Conce- In Conce- Casino Out. Okay. Uh, Napoleon Solo is a track I picked. This also came out. Even this is the song I'm most excited to talk about. Okay, cool. So I had no idea that at the drive-in is considered emo. Yeah, uh, on the edgier side, more hardcore side, I think it, the, more accurately they would be like post-hardcore. Okay. See, that's what I would have yeah. thought. Something more like that. But 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 it's still you know, uh, it, the the council has decided they are. Emo. <laughs> and every emo every emo fan is loves at the drive. But they're not it screamo, wasn't me, it was the council. right? No, but. Sparta, which was birthed from them, is considered screamo, correct? No, Spart- Sparta is still considered emo, I okay. think. I know but Pitchfork the, but it, at least once referred to them as screamo, so that's all I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say At the Drive-In is more screamo. They, they probably inspired more, for okay. better or worse, the screamo acts that came out later. Because okay. pretty much all of those, if, if you read like the bios um, for, for any band who are you know, remotely hardcore, mm-hmm. um, they would say like at the drive-in is one of their inspirations. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so across the board, every emo kid loved at the drive-in. And, yeah. and I think, but they cross over really into mainstream indie rock, I would say. Yeah. Especially when mainstream uh, indie rock. Yeah. Was, relationship was on command came out, but for, for emo kids, um, I mean, th- th- they were so aggressive and so intense live, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like a spectacle. They were just like, 
yeah. willingly hurt themselves, you know, throw their bodies on the floor just in the craziest really? ways. Yeah, if you, watch watch them on YouTube. It's just insane. And have you seen them live a bunch? No. Oh, really? You see, see, they they broke up probably. 2001, I think. 2001? Yeah, okay. I was just yeah, reading their so Wikipedia. That, that so you like, were only like 16 or something. That was before, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it was like right when I was would have yeah. been going to shows, yeah. But um, I, when you were an emo kid, you still wanted to rock out. You still wanted to you know, be yeah. hardcore. And that was like, it wasn't to be like tough guy. It was just to be crazy. Yeah. And, and, and at the drive-in, it was just crazy. They were just weird. Mm-hmm. And it, it was such a release, too. Yeah. Uh, but they still they still had emo tendencies and emo sound, you know, obscure lyrics, um, you know, artwork that, you know, had a broken things, whatever, you know, yeah. machinery, uh, you know, whatever it was. Um, and, so and lyrics. That, I think that's why they're still emo. And lyrics uh-huh. that were like nearly as political as rage against the machine at some points mm-hmm. like so joe you're you're more into at the drive-in than i've ever been i think i i love at the drive-in like of yeah. the bands that we're listening to today this is the one that just most uh completely intersects with um you know bands that i just love um yeah I think because their album after this one relationship of command got some play on i think on MTV, um, mm-hmm. they played, uh, you know, like what they were on the alternative Tucson rock station. Yeah, they played like <laughs> one arm scissor a lot. Yes, yes. Um, but this song, um, uh, I've rocked out to this one many times. Um, you know, when he's screaming the chorus at the end and seems to barely mm-hmm. be able to, like, he's screaming literally as loud as he can, like, he's not even singing. And that is a top five all time. Uh, Joe destroying an imaginary guitar moment. <laughs> yes. Well, and this this is a super emo song too. Like most of like the you know the singer's name's Omar or something. He his Omar li- Bixler. Yeah. So yeah. Omar? It's yeah. it's right? his lyrics are so obscure. Yeah. This is one of the few tracks where you can actually identify with the emotion involved. Um, the 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 story behind the song is that uh, they were on tour and they were going between Austin and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And there were some friends following them who ended up getting in a car accident and dying. Mm-hmm. They heard that news moments before they were slated to play a show in New Orleans. They played about three songs and stopped the show. They, Damn. Just, they just couldn't. Yeah, that's it. understandable. Right. So the lyrics were like, you know, if you're not getting the best of us now, it's because this is forever. And he keeps repeating, this is forever. This is forever. Uh. So singing about, so, you know, not... A broken yeah. love. This is like real life loss. This yeah. is real emotion. Like actual, yeah. Yeah. Tragedy. yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I want to point out that the lead singer is Cedric Bixler, and then Ober Rodriguez right. is the um, amazing right. guitar right. player. Oh, band. yeah. Cedric. And they're yeah, the two Cedric. that went off to form Mars Volta after this, while the rest of the mm-hmm. band became Sparta. Okay. Yeah. Got Big it. shame that they split with that. So, wait, wait, wait. I didn't know this. The lead singer. And the guitarist. Yeah. Split from the rest of the guys. Yeah. And that had to be a different band for some reason. Like normally if you have the lead singer and the guitarist to like that's the band. There was a nobody there, gives a there shit was, about There the was a guys. yin and yang to at the drive in. Okay. So Omar and Cedric were just these wild spirits. Uh-huh. They wanted to do wild stuff. Um, the other guys were pretty down the middle and, and it was evidenced by Sparta. It was just 
It's pretty much straight down the middle alternative yeah. rock. And the complaint about the Mars Volta is that they're too wild. Too I mean, wild. And the complaint, and the complaint about it's... Sparta is that they're not weird enough. Okay. So, Got it. But, right. and, and, and Cedric and Omar, you know, hated what they were doing with that, the driving at the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. It's like, hey, this is still, this still holds up really well. This yeah. is still really good. But they were just like, no, this is emo shit. You know, this is like, we want to do more stuff. We want to do, and, and then the thing that they release is just some, you know, prog rock album. That yeah, is, exactly. <laughs> it was yeah. just like a guitar is, solo. Which is it. also like, in retrospect, pretty cool, but it's super, Mars Volta is super weird. Yeah. Yeah. So somehow I managed to miss at the drive-in until they were already broken up, and I've never gotten around to really getting into them. But this song is awesome. I've so tried, Paul. I've like tried with that. you. I know you have. Yeah, you start have. with that album. Inconceivable yeah. is, is 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 solid. Okay, cool. All right. So next we have uh, the Appleseed cast with steps and numbers from which album? Uh, low level, o- low level owl, which is a double album release. So it's twenty six songs. So all right. Yeah. Sweet. So uh, that was the Appleseed cast. Alex, tell us about that band. Yeah, emo band, definitely emo band. Okay. Okay. The council. No question about that one. The council says yes, absolutely. This is a <laughs> band that that came through Tucson quite a bit, and mm-hmm. and in many ways, I think they're one of the uh, reason why I put them on the, the the playlist is I think they're one of the more instrumental emo bands, more so than okay. just the lyrical structure or just you know songs and all that. Just mm-hmm. in terms of art rock. Um, if there's a sound that's emo, okay. I, I would identify, I would point people to Appleseed Cast. All right. And again, like I was saying earlier, it's not the sound I had in my head, so this has been very educational. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... Much less distortion and speed, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turn up the treble, layer those guitars, you know, mm-hmm. you have, like, complex, you know, drum beats. It, it all, like, emo artists, I think, like this, like, really challenge themselves with yeah, you know, just the instrumentation that they play. And this album, in particular, Low Level Owl, uh, it, it's like the most artful album in terms of just the emo genre has ever seen. Gotcha. Can I ask? Let me ask a question. I feel like this song and um, American Football they have these like kind of repetitive, long instrumental jams at the mm-hmm. end. Is mm-hmm. that that feels to me like kind of an emo signature? Yeah, you get yeah you get into that. Groove. There's definitely those. Yeah, and, and that's not by accident. I mean, they definitely listen to each other. You know, yeah. they definitely, you know, come from the same same arc. And I think, too, like Appleseed Cast, you know, with they're from Kansas. Uh huh. Okay, so I think that's important in identifying like, uh, you know, just, uh, just what comes from out of the music, uh-huh. just what, where people are from. 
you know, at the drive-ins from El Paso, Texas, American footballs from America, God. America's worst city. Yeah, exactly. From, so the from, shittier the place you live, <laughs> American football is like I, I think it's like Champaign, Illinois, <laughs> or Chicago. Uh, further seems forever is from Florida, and there's definitely oh, like God. yeah. <laughs> but I think like the internet kind of unites them all. But there's there's like yeah, you know, oh, there's some God. there's an atmosphere and environment that that. This was one of my questions for you, actually. Yeah. Is there, are there any geographical centers of emo? Like, are there any cities that birth emo, or no? Uh, yeah, definitely the the north, uh, east. Okay. Okay, for sure. I think um, any anywhere where it's like cold. Okay. <laughs> for for long periods. So, what are some time. bands that are from there? So okay, so like newer bands like the Hoteliers from okay. Connecticut. I think emo. If if you look at just like the history of it, mm-hmm. it's all pretty much spawned from Washington D.C. Oh really? In and out. Yeah, yeah that's where okay. Rites of Spring were from, which are they seem to be regarded as the proto emo band. That's a great emo band name. Yes. Um. Yeah, and, and I think like there there was like a. a, a a very urban sound that came from from all of that with um you know if you listen to some of the old you know washington dc punk acts yeah so did it sort of come out of the washington dc punk scene yeah it, okay okay if you, there's like a emo uh, on washed up emo.com there's a link uh-huh and that those are the well, guys you know a lot of emo websites. those are the guys who, who, who created the uh is this band emo.com there's, okay. there's this link and it looks like some geocities link about the history of emo uh-huh i looked up you know just just to see you know, like where emo came from. They, they start from like 1983. Yeah. They're like in, in 1933, <laughs> a black man in right. Mississippi they was start the first from emo the beginning musician. Right. right. <laughs> so everything that we're talking about now, they would consider post emo, mm-hmm. indie rock, post hardcore or whatever. Yeah. And the stuff that they say is true emo is stuff that's like out of print. Yeah. The band's like, barely, obviously barely it can't be true emo if you've ever, if anybody has ever heard of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Lightning Hopkins emo- was the only emo artist ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but as it spreads out to the cities yeah. and to the suburbs and to the, you know, the middle of nowhere, you know, Kansas, you know, like you, you, there's a there's an atmospheric sound and mm-hmm. ambience that comes with it. Ambience is a key word with just apple seed cast. There's just that feel, just that yeah. melody that, that, that's with it. This album in particular, if you're ever on a road trip, you know, and you have a couple hours that you want to spend on it, mm-hmm. the whole album, every song flows into each other, even from the, the first song to the last song, so you can listen to it on a loop. Oh, nice. And you'll never know the beginning or the end. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, but these guys, it's, you know, it, it's true. That's If there's ever a sound to go to, a yeah. sonic sound, that's it. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, so when did that album come out? Low level owl, I believe it was two thousand two. Okay, so that yeah. takes us through our selections from like the wave of emo that uh, we all knew yeah. back when we first heard about emo. I would say this is like the best of okay of it, and and uh, there's a lot of disputes on that. Okay, yeah. you know, the, there's a lot of there's a lot yeah, of bands sure. we could get into. This For is me, this one like, quality tastemaker's opinion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're right. So, but and now I'll we're fight, moving. I'll fight in... anyone who disagrees. Yeah, with. Who can cry the hardest? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Who can call each other fake the hardest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so now but we're getting into more like sort of recent revival emo stuff here, right? Yeah, so I think there was a time when 
the like the screamo acts, the you know stuff from the Warp Tour kind of kind of put a like a distaste with what emo is. Like e- the e- the word emo kind of uh, came was synonymous with the word like bitch, like to call someone emo. Yeah, call them like. And that's really little... the source of all my tasteless jokes right. about emo is <laughs> thinking of it that way. <laughs> right, right, and uh, and there's there's reason for that too. Yeah. I, I, I kind of see it as what that way too. I also see it as like a term of endearment, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, like talk about myself. It's like, Oh yeah, I was just an emo kid. who was just learning about life, trying to, you know, mm-hmm. find my taste and whatever. Uh, but there was like a period where there wasn't like a lot of good stuff being made between like, especially the late two thousands, early uh, 2010s. Mm-hmm. Now there's like this revival happening and, the sounds are very familiar from 10, 12 years ago where all these cool albums that we talked about uh, came out. All right, so give us an example. So this is the Hotelier, uh, Home Like No Place is there. Uh, I picked Your Deep Rest just because it was, it's the best song on the album, so just went for it. It's a good reason to choose it. Yeah. <laughs> So that uh, that song has the most emo line I heard on this playlist, which is, "I called in sick from your feet." Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and okay. and uh, there's a uh, from another emo band from back in the day, "Saves the Day." Yeah. Uh, their number one hit is "At Your Funeral." And at your funeral, I will sing Requiem as their lyrics. Okay, so this yeah. is like a callback. To it's almost like a callback. Area. Okay. Probably unintentionally by them, because like the hotel. I don't know. I bet that was because the hotel. You're, you know, in their interviews, it's like, hey, we're not emo. We're not trying what? to be emo. Like, <laughs> but isn't that a sign yeah, of emo? Yeah, like you said, exactly. nobody actually believes. Yeah. Exactly, and, and, and this album is is emo to the max. And <laughs> so wait, so saves the day. It's, but it's saves so the day is good. emo. We're yes. saying okay. okay. Then saves Without the day is definitely and, and I, my I favorite emo band. And I didn't put them on it just because of their, you know, I, I kind of lumped them in with like the dashboard confessional just because they weren't there, just instrumental wise, okay. you know, like like it was it was like a very basic like rock beat and rock you know rhythm throughout their songs. They're a pop and, punk band mm-hmm. too. Exactly. So that's yeah. what I thought emo was basically. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry yeah. to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> So the hotelier, they're bringing it back, and I, and I actually listened to this album when it came out, and I dig it. It's good music. Yeah, it's it's good. It, you know, this singing about suicide, singing about death, mm-hmm. putting a bunch Fair- of old, ugly, naked people on your album cover. <laughs> that was before. Okay, that was on this album. <laughs> uh, this album is just a picture of a house with some right graffiti no, on it. Right, the, that's the album title. Yeah. 
The new one is the one with the mm-hmm. ugly naked people. I, and I think the hotelier surpasses just the label emo too. I think you know people who aren't wouldn't classify themselves as emo would like this album. It, it, it you know it kind of crosses that line. It's but, more towards the pop punk pop punk end of the spectrum for me as I mm-hmm. listen to it than some of yeah. the stuff. Yeah, every true emo. every emo fan yeah. loves the hotel. I mean, this okay. this kind of shows it's it's how much emo. Uh, has been accepted into the alternative and indie rock mainstream. You know, right. it's, it's just those songs, I mean, those genres, which are, I think, poppier um, to some extent, uh, now just so freely incorporate emo that it. I think you could really have a debate over to whether this album was like more emo or more indie rock. Um, okay. Yeah, it definitely toes the line. Yeah, but it 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 it, it, it um with my standard. Yeah, every emo fan loves it. So then it's emo. It's emo. All right. If the emo fans love it, <laughs> you know that's you know you can't fight the you know what the crowd loves. Well, yeah, but and it's the, definitely a good album. But could it be like? And well, it could be the intersection of indie rock and emo. Well, I mean, can it can an emo can an album be like, oh yeah, this album's indie rock. This album is also an emo album. Yeah. Like end of story. Like there's no conflict. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's true. You could have, I mean, just like you could have an indie rock prog rock album. You know, there's no reason you can't be an indie band that does a certain. It's not style. exclusive. No. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. We agree. The hotelier indie and emo. Um, I don't agree to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we're going to go to a band with a very long name. The world is a beautiful place and I am no longer afraid to die. <laughs> oh, <So> emo. <laughs> yes. And this is yeah. a brand new, this, these guys like sort of putting out music or like the, you know, on Spotify here, it's like dates to 2014, 2013. This is like brand new stuff. Yeah. And they're from Connecticut. So this this song is called January 10th, 2014 from the album Harmlessness. <laughs> the album January 9th, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I called in Sick from Your Funeral as the most indie line of mm-hmm. all time. This is definitely the most indie band name of all time, as, or, or emo band name of all time. Yeah. As I just said. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's almost like a self parody of an emo band name. They take a lot of inspiration from a lot of bands from the, the early 2000s. And I, you know, Appleseed Cast being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even with the female vocals being used, they, they, they have eight members in their band. Whoa, one, yeah. You just pointed out. Is that the only chick in emo? Are there any other ladies in wow. who do emo? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I think that's that's been like a uh, 
criticism of emo is that it's so once you know male dominated yeah but, but i think it justifies it because so many girls like emo too yeah. that's kind of okay uh, you know param- a similar argument could be used in favor of in sync i must point out sure <laughs> where's the where's the in sync lady all right uh but so- uh Go ahead. There's been some. There's been some emo bands mm-hmm. with the with the girl frontman or you know girl you okay. know, in the band. Um, you know, I, I want to say I want to say Feist is one. Feist is not emo. <laughs> but, oh. but broken so- but broken social scene was right on the cusp of that. You know, and, and yeah. they had some emotions. They're not emo. Yeah, and, and yeah, but but yeah, but they're in the scene. They're in the arena. Okay. You know, this is an interesting thing to discuss. Yeah. I would never, ever have considered them emo. Right. Huh. Uh, I, I guess the one that's like the most popular commercially is Paramore. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like super pop punk. Okay. And, you know, they've gone through a lot of changes like in, in their sound, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, there's, I'm probably missing some. The genre is not, is definitely associated with male singers. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I guess really when you talk about emo, you're talking about sad dudes who had a breakup. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and there's been a lot of emo albums where there, there's like uh, female vocalists as support. Okay. You know, similar to this. Uh, you know, but but this album changes a lot. You know, there's some parts that sound like Bright Eyes and other emo. Okay. You know, act. Oh, Bright you know, Eyes. Is, so okay, is Bright Eyes emo? You're saying? Yeah. See, absolutely. I really they do not uh, seem emo to me. That's like well, yeah. but but he but every album is so different. He yeah. so much. But like yeah. his but his early stuff for sure. I can see why you're saying that. Yeah. But this is one of those cases where he feels. That's it. it, it there's a little True. bit of a cross. It's hard because I would definitely consider him. An well, Indian. it's it's yeah. like any good artist. Like okay, American Football came out with one album. Further Seen Forever, one album. At the Drive-In lasted for you know yeah. a few albums. You know, if they were to stay together, their their sounds would change, right? And mm-hmm. they would probably branch into some type of indie genre. Okay. And, and, and there's a lot of bands that have, have done that. I mean, Appleseed Castle put out albums, and they're not. Yeah. You know, you, you just would say like, oh, that's just a good indie album yeah you know they mature just like just like i have you know, <laughs> you yeah. know just like like i i'm a i, I would i wouldn't say i'm an emo guy now i would yeah. say like okay i like indie rock generally but like i come from a yeah emo see that's an interesting point you're making though because it suggests that the first wave of bands we talked about for the first four songs were bands that were just doing a thing that got lumped together as emo by people observing it yeah but they themselves were like I've never heard of this thing. Right. I'm not emo. Yeah. Uh, but then now we get into later bands, 15 years later, mm-hmm. who loved all those bands mm-hmm. and are adopting that sound and that mode of expression. Yeah. And they, now emo is actually a thing that a band can aspire to be. Mm-hmm. And so it makes more sense to call somebody like the Hotelier or the world is a beautiful place and I'm no longer afraid to die <laughs> emo. Mm-hmm. Because they're actually hearkening back to uh, an established mm. template of yeah, emo genre that mm-hmm. did not exist when the first wave was there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my point. Yeah, there we, <laughs> the world, the world. I'll just say the world is a beautiful. No, place. just say the whole fucking thing every time. The world is a beautiful place. <laughs> and I'm no longer afraid of that. That that sounds like an album that came out. 
I, I'm shocked it came out in 2014. It, uh-huh. it, it sounds like it came from, you know, when I was listening to, you know, this music probably in 2004. If I were if I were just to hear it and guess, mm-hmm. you know, just the nature of the recording, the fact that there's eight members in the band and there's you know people playing strings, like yeah. that, that, yeah. that stuff that was like a wave, uh, you know. I don't know when the Polyphonic Spree came out. They're not an emo, emo band, but there's I feel no. like there was a lot. Whoa, of, they're not emo. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the first. There, there band. Was like, but there was like a lot of bands, uh, kind of in the mid two thousands, where there'd be like it felt like there was like fifteen members, and they would just go on tour. Yeah. And they, they, the Polyphonic Spree is Joe's favorite band. So. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I just like them. <laughs> um, I like them too. Uh, there's one. Th- I do want to say one more thing about this song by. The world is a beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die. Did I get that right? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, what I want to say is that this song sucks. Uh, <laughs> and uh, really, I didn't mind. My it. full it comment on it is: "Quote, are you Diana the Hunter?" Quote. End quote. Give me a fucking break. Hell no. I hate young people now. Grumble, grumble. Yeah, I, I haven't died into the lyrics. I don't know where that came from. I was actually wondering that yeah, myself. This pretend- but I- yeah, I think, and actually when you said it's harkening <sighs> back to old emo, I'm like, yeah, actually it's harkening back to like when I emo had none of that pop punk stuff and I just didn't like it. <laughs> so all right so we're getting somewhere that's funny yeah. i didn't mind i thought this song sounded a lot like the other songs and i didn't mind it interesting, that's interesting. okay okay yeah. yeah this this i mean this to me is is has something of like what i think emo is and and why i don't consider myself a, a fan of emo um, but it's is it, yeah Oh, is the band name? Did that just turn you off before you even got to the music? It joke? definitely did a little. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hard not to be turned off. Right. By, See, I actually that. a band name that ballsy. I actually kind of respect, and uh, I don't have a problem. Like, like that's something I would suggest as a joke, and then secretly want to do. Is like, let's name our band. The now, they the definitely know, know what they're doing. Die. Right. You know, they know who their audience Good is. They know what they're. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's funny that it struck that that chord in you. I I, I like that <laughs> that that you hate it. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if they if their that's, uh, that's website such a attitude. Yeah, is, yeah. Their, <laughs> is their website their full name dot com? That would be awesome. You, there's no shortened version. Dude, you I have to type in the word question. It just fills that. up your your and they've no bar. index it on Google, what, so you can't even search. What it. is their um, shortened? What's the shortened version of their name? Yeah, if, like if what's, what's know, the trail you know, of dead of their band name? Yeah, it's tr- probably the world. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, but die. They're so new to me. I, you know, I found them this year. Um, you know, from like the 2015 like best of, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this is interesting. This is cool. They're still putting out new, newer songs that you know don't sound anything like this now. But harmlessness is a trip. You know, you, you go through it. It's 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 kind of taking the best of, and mm-hmm. maybe you know, if you're Joe, the worst of a lot of people <laughs> in the early two thousands. All right, so let's listen to our final track, which uh, manages to have an extremely emo artist name in way fewer words: Moose Blood. Yeah, from the album Moving Home, Caribous Bay. Stay until the sun goes down and talk about records Drink until we're drunk Don't worry, we're young 
about what's important like your favorite dashboard song your favorite film of last year where our lives went wrong don't worry about the weather or how cold it is outside i promise to make this better if you stay with me tonight we'll listen to american football sing along to never man or hold your All right, so that band is just trying to throw it in your face that they're emo. Mm -hmm. And that came out in 2013 when they hit the scene. That's not their best song, but, mm. you know, lyrically. Oh, you had to throw in the one where they name check all the emo bands. Yeah. This, this kind of this kind of wraps up all the songs we, you know, had and has full circle. They they mention, let's uh, mention your favorite dashboard song. Mm -hmm. Let's sing along to American football, never meant. Let's talk about, you know, where our lives went wrong or... Mm -hmm. That the weather is cold. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's bone to at the drive-in. Right, right. Yeah. And and Moose Blood yeah. is they're from they're all the way in, in the UK. Oh really? Yeah. We have a the United I mean, honestly the UK is the oh, most emo okay. of countries, so it's not too surprising really. This mm -hmm. song makes a lot more sense when it's yeah. you think of it that way. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, a Brit rock yeah. edge to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. And moose blood. So I assumed they were Canadian or some shit. They don't have moose in fucking the UK. I'm surprised they didn't call it moose's blood. <laughs> that would have been ironic. You don't have to have they're moose still, to have blood. Yeah. They're they're still putting out music. Uh, there, there's stuff that came out last week from them. Uh, oh, really? From an album called Blush. Uh, it's really good from what I heard. Um, it, so this is not the best song, like I said. Okay. But you know everything else that they mentioned with you the know, name you, checking you had to you do it. you know okay so this came out 2013 but you know it kind of reaffirms all the the feelings i had towards you know dashboard mm -hmm. you know american football uh all of that and, and even the sound you know it kind of has that pop punk edge um and, but it you know it definitely falls into that emo category of mm -hmm. you know let's just let's just relax tonight it's just you and me and even, even lyrically, it's just like, hey, it's just us. It, I don't care where we're yeah. at. It's just as long as I'm with you. Let's just talk about whatever. Yeah. Let, ha they, let how sad I am relax you, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, sadness is a come on. But I never, you know, it, it's that, that's always like an association you make with emo. I never cried to like any of these songs growing up. Yeah. Like, and not, I mean, so, it definitely, it moved me. It warmed my like yeah. soul, like I said, but like, I never would like weep to any emo song. Well, right. And I wouldn't really cry that much to songs that I listened to when I was yeah. feeling bummed out about how chicks weren't into me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but that was one of my questions. Like what, when you were peak into emo, mm -hmm. what did emo do for you? Like what, what, what is, what, why do you, why do you love this music? Basically, yeah, I guess it's like a it was like a part of like just growing up and mm -hmm. just not knowing, you know, what the hell you were doing. Yeah, but that was okay, in a way, you know, and especially with relationships. Like I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, any like I, I couldn't date anybody. Like you know, like <laughs> I, I was the worst at that. You yeah. know, I'd fall for girls so fast. You know, uh -huh. uh, it, it, and yeah. you know even. It, 
yeah, there was a lot of things in life where, you know, you just turn it on and just be like, okay, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. This is like exactly what Joe and I use the Smashing Pumpkins. Right, that's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. And, you know, in some ways, like Smashing Pumpkins, like, you know, like Billy Corgan is definitely down with emo. I know. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he definitely likes it better than the indie rock assholes who think he's too mainstream. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's all it did for me. It's it just kind of like, you know, I, I was able to, you know, move on from things with it, you know, and just kind of yeah. you know, t- take it, uh, you know, take the experience, whatever I was going through for it was worth and just like had a song to kind of like guide me through it and knowing that I was going to be okay and that, you know, life, life is, life will move on. There you go. Yeah. So that that the world is a, that the world is a beautiful place, and that I was no longer <laughs> to die. So it's, I guess like the follow up question is that is that the is that sort of the inherent quality of emo that makes it? I mean, I let me rephrase: Is emo really more emo than other than indie rock or alternative rock? Yeah, it seems like it's sort of a more distilled version of what we were going for. With that sort yeah, because I, th- I think some some of the sappiness that you hear was kind of mm-hmm. embraced. Yeah, you know, yeah. like 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 the vulnerability of that of just of just that, um, like the seriousness of what you were going through, like kind of made the world stop. Uh-huh. And it, it 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 was ridiculous. And even in hindsight, it's even more ridiculous. But the, in the moment, it just like you can just kind of go with it, right? And, and and it feels you know good in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, like embracing that, you know, just over the top emotion, yeah. <laughs> emotion. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is, is no, I mean, makes... that's literally yeah, yeah. why they call it that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. So, um, yeah, I have to say like, I definitely like emo more now having listened to this oh, playlist than I did before. Than I did the Lord's work. You today. did. No, I had sort of a bad taste in my mouth because probably of um patriarchal uh uh programming uh that made me mm-hmm. not empathize properly with my fellow man <laughs> but now uh no honestly like the music is better than i thought it would be and um i think i will definitely check out some of this music yeah bit. i think realizing uh because of this playlist and conversation how much emo i like already uh, will <laughs> will make me like, no it'll make me like less afraid of exploring music with that label uh, yeah definitely for sure and it's not to say there's there's definitely bad emo out there no <laughs> impossible okay like <laughs> like I, I like across the board like you know we could talk about some bands right now that I just think are oh other, do other <laughs> drop okay. some names what 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 is, what is your what are your most hated emo bands probably Taking Back Sunday oh my okay, god yeah, so bad. Yeah. yeah, just it, it just you the know fact that they were Sunday. so popular too, like made it even more upsetting. Because like I, 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 when we were in prepping for this, it's like okay, I got to revisit this just to see. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't last a couple songs. It was just that bad. The used. Yeah. Mm. Like even that's more of like the you know the screamo type category where people were like. Yeah. Definitely know, another is, emo band name. In yeah, we're compared way. to at the drive-in. It's like no. Yeah. No, can it. I add? And I think, can I add my chemical romance? Oh, yeah. You know that should have been number one for me too. My, my, 
my wife loves them, but you know what? <laughs> they are not emo. I don't know what that is. It's some circus act that, yeah. that you know, okay. it, it, is this they're band so emo? bad they're not it's even like emo, them though. and like Fallout Boy. It's like, uh... yeah, see, Fallout Boy, I probably would have guessed was emo. Would you consider them emo? I would consider them emo, but maybe you like Fallout Boy. But they're not universally liked by emo people. Yeah. Emo people. Okay. Especially what they're putting out now. Like, what is this? Like, I don't like. They're. I don't know. I haven't listened to it. No, it, no. You. They're on like, uh, like what our kids listen to now. Like on a. Uh, like some of these like uh, cartoon soundtracks for. I know they had Jesus. a song. They had a song on the. Um, what's it? Big Hero Six. Oh, did they? Okay. Which I was like, that's this is what Fallout Boy is doing now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but My Chemical Romance, they, what's, what's funny is they're not considered an emo band on isthisbandemo.com. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. They voted off don't, the island. Don't slander emo by putting My Chemical Romance in. <laughs> what about Brand <laughs> right. New? Are they emo? Yes. But, and they're one of the, the, the great ones, um, I would say. I, okay. They're, 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 they're the radio head of the So I should listen. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So we, we should listen, listen to, to Brand New. <laughs> We we, should, we could. But I mean, just yeah, in I general, know, what, like we what, should listen to what, Brand New. Definitely, you know, okay. and they were on a tour right now with with Modest Mouse, which I think is funny. Yeah. That both those audiences would intersect in that way because they never toured together while they well, were in their hot. But but this I know, year, but like I said, a lot of this music sort of sounds like Modest Brand. Mouse to me, as a Modest yeah. Mouse fan and not an emo. Brand new, yeah. brand new and Modest Mouse yeah. are playing in like the basketball arena here in portland like it is the concert of the summer here <laughs> people are going nuts for it well brand new is funny because there is a time where everybody wanted to sound like brand new rice thursday what's like you know, what's brand new's like, album like what's the album my favorite album from them is um the, the devil and God are raging inside of me. Has, oh, has, that's emo. Has the, yes. <laughs> okay. Has, <laughs> has the track Jesus Christ on there. There's some other good track on there. That's Paul, not the go-to one. We need one. to get Paul on that one. You would like it, Paul. How's the theology? Wait, wait, hold on. No, no, we're not going to play it now. We're, oh, no, we're, we're not going to pray. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm, say, I'm getting the, the name right. Okay. You, you, I'm on their uh, Wikipedia page. That's the name. <coughs> yeah, okay. That's that's my favorite Definitely. album. It, that's it, it's dark. It it's uh, it's moody. There are several check marks next to the songs one. On this album the one that they on got the Spotify. biggest. But th- that was like a they, they went in a different direction with that album. The the one before uh, Deja and Tendu, which is much more of a punk, hardcore album that mm-hmm. launched them onto MTV. You know they had music videos with that. You know the headlining Warp Tour. Um, they intentionally took a step in a different direction with this other album in order to avoid just kind of the screamo emo label that they were they had, and they reinvented themselves every time with every album they re- produced. They're great. I didn't know what song to pick from them. I wanted to put them on the playlist, um, you know, but there's almost so many, so many tracks we can go right. through. Right. Maybe another yeah. day. Yeah. All right. So last question, Alex. Uh, what do you think is the future of emo? I don't know. All right. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think a lot of people will, will refer back to, you know, these these albums that we talked about today, uh-huh. you know, especially American Football, and, and th- those albums will uh, be revered much much more. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know. I think 
you know, someone will come along and kind of spin it and reinvent it in a, in a new way, just like any other genre. I mean, you, you pointed out some music to me where it's like people are reinventing like, you know, kind of 90s grunge rock. And it's yeah. just like, man, if this came out in like 94, this would have been, you know, amazing. Yeah. But we can still enjoy it now. I don't think it'll ever get like the heights um, it did, like, you know, when I was, you know, sure. in, in early college, high school. That's because people hate guitars now. Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I know. Truth. Like what's wrong with acoustic instruments and you know people play? That's that's the excitement of it. It's uh, hard to do Molly to them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. I I, I mean in general, I just hope rock, yeah. kind of, has another rise with that with just well, shredding guitar. Our podcast is about race. that desperate, yeah. vain yeah. hope that rock will return. This is why Joe puts our podcast on headphones around his wife's belly every night. <laughs> <laughs> just. To- just to force the next one. Oh, generation. God. <laughs> um, <Lost> cause. <laughs> I know. Our kids are going to have the worst musical taste. Yeah. It's just, maybe our grandkids. Yeah. I think it skips generations. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, when I think about how my dad must feel about my musical taste. Uh, speaking of which, he actually emailed me recently to ask uh, which Kendrick Lamar songs he should <laughs> listen to. <laughs> just all of them. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was like, well, they're all really good, but I think you will hate all of them. Um, wow. So I gave him some suggestions. Yes, uh, let's have him on the cast to talk about Kendrick oh, Lamar. we have to have my dad at some point. I, I have no faith that he will like them, but I gave <laughs> him some suggestions just in case. Anyway, um, any final thoughts on emo before we sign off hmm. from anybody? I got one. <laughs> 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 Well done. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Just one last cry. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Alex. Thank you for coming yeah. on. This was awesome. This yeah. Awesome. This is our first in-person guest. Um, even though I'm Joe shocked. Part of it, but it actually worked out. <laughs> Which is, imp- I mean, um, it's meaningful since Paul and I have never done a podcast in person with each other. <laughs> That's true. Joe and I actually don't even know each other. We're just... <laughs> just we met on AOL. Across the web. Yeah, it was misconnections for the Las Vegas airport, and it just turned out to work out. Um, well, keep it that way. Yeah. Um, no, but... Uh, uh, so thanks for coming on. We'll have you on another time, maybe to talk about hardcore punk, or just generally, because you're cool. Um, yeah, I, hard, I mean, yeah, hardcore is another, yes. another one that we can get to. I mean, emo, emo does, like bleed into that a little bit but it's you know because a lot of these a lot of these bands we talked about um you know one in particular further seems forever um you know there was hardcore acts that would play alongside of them it was actually like a break from yeah you know from each other you know that that makes sense yeah you know so they they pair well uh so i I still listen to hardcore every once in a while you know i still want to get a release and have a breakdown (laughs) (laughs) which i think i think the kids now call it a drop they pretty, do b- they pretty do. much the same thing so yeah we could talk about that <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so thanks to alex um you can find him on twitter at alex parisi yeah alexparisi.com too I've, uh, that's just I've a, already that's followed just you on work. snapchat p-a-r-i-s-i is parisi um and uh for us you can find us at savage beast pod on twitter savagebeastpod.com is our website savagebeastpod at gmail.com is our email and we would really love to hear anything from anybody on the all of those please things. review us on itunes yes subscribe review 
um, and uh, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk something about talk about something more cold and uh, reserved than emo. Yeah, remember if you're if you're having feelings, uh, it's okay. That's part of life. Sometimes. Sometimes.